What is going on, guys? You're listening to another episode of the Good Men Exist podcast. I am your host, Jarrell. Thank you so much for checking it out. I would love to get your feedback on the show, so definitely reach out to me on all social media platforms. It's the same, at Jarrell GME. Tweet me, DM me, comment, let me know what you think. Or if you want to be on the show, hey, let me know. I would love to have you. And with that being said, enjoy today's show. Previously on the Good Men Exist podcast, season two. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in a very similar situation, except this time there's much more involved and is much deeper. And I knew that because this was unlike any other situation that I had been in, specifically the feelings that I had already with Tasha, that I had to tell her. I had to tell her about Shannon and I knew that I could lose her because of it. But at the same time, I knew there was no way around it. So Monday, I made the decision that I had to tell her. And what she said was very unexpected. I admit it, that she had to put her in my ways. As if it was a privilege if I stayed. I left behind some broken hearts. I wasn't perfect at all. Like the times to the lies to her face. When she was giving me her all. Every night I made you cry. I didn't know no better at all. After we left on Sunday, I arrived back home. And after realizing what I felt about Tasha, I knew that I had to tell her about Shannon. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how I was going to say it. I didn't know what I was going to say. Because when you say that, obviously there is no easy way to say it. Like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll let I'll let this person down easy. Like, no, there really was no beating around the bush. It was just saying it as it was. So Monday comes and at this point she would, you know, text me in the morning. Hey, morning. How's your day going so far? Or hope you have a good day. Something along those lines. I played everything as I usually do. Oh, my day is fine. How was yours? Is it going to be a busy day? So on and so forth. And I asked her, you know, when will you have time? For maybe, you know, 10, 15 minutes to talk today. Do you have any time set aside that you'll know you'll be available? And she said, yeah. And she gave me a time. I said, all right, cool. Well, I have a few things to do. I'll I'll talk to you then. So before I go into how I address things with Tasha, let's flash back to Shannon and I at this point. You may remember in two episodes ago, I said that we had kind of distanced ourselves from one another. Not necessarily on purpose. Nothing was said or done to trigger this. It was just the, I think, just kind of the overall toll of everything and how it weighed upon us. So as I mentioned before, we were not having a ton of conversations. There was very little intimacy at all. And that goes across the board. We were living in the same house and that was essentially it. Now, although things had transitioned to this kind of very spacey relationship, did either one of us explicitly say, hey, I know things have been weird between us, but what are we? Are we together? Are we not together? Are we roommates? Are we going to try to figure things out? That conversation was never had. We never explicitly stated anything. So technically, if, if I'm being one trillion percent honest, technically we were still together. Although we didn't act like it by quote unquote a couple standards, technically there had been no letters written, 
smoke signals words spoken that explicitly stated that we were not and that's fair would the actions have spoken louder you would assume but again the communication was not there so now let me bring you back to monday monday the time is going by super fast it seems i'm never really busy doing too much at work i you know may have a few things to do here and there and then the rest of the day is just kind of what i make of it but this time i knew that the time was approaching for me to talk to sasha and i was sitting there trying to go over every possible scenario analyzing how it could go if i said it this way what if i rearranged some things and said this or what about if i said that in my head i had literally played this scenario over two dozen or more times trying to figure out the right way to say everything trying to figure out you know how i can present this and her not leave and no matter what i came up with on how to say it what to say there was really no explanation other than what it was so we had gone out twice and after the second date we both very clearly felt strongly about one another and if I had learned absolutely nothing, which I know those who have listened up to this point, you may think that I hadn't. And in all honesty, all the lessons weren't learned at this point. But if I had learned nothing else, I would say it took me, you know, weeks or months or whatever it was with money bags. In this scenario, we had gone out twice. We very clearly saw what it was. So I can't waste any time. I have to at least address the elephant in the proverbial room. So the time comes and I call her. Naturally, she's for the most part a happy person. She's like, hey, how's your day going? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there. I'm in my car at this point. And I have the phone in my hand. My heart is beating triple time. And I say, I have something to tell you. And she's a very good sensor of shifts in moods and emotions. So she says, you know, what's wrong or what's on your mind? And I say, I have to tell you something. I understand if after I tell you this, you want to leave, you don't want to talk anymore. If you block my number, like all this stuff, I just ran down the list of things fully expecting the worst because that's that's me. There are different kinds of people in this world. You have the people who look at the glass and say, hey, it's half empty. You have the people that look at the glass and say, hey, it's half full. I'm the person who looks at the glass as half empty, but who looks for resources around me and says, how can I get this full? So I'm I'm pessimistic in nature, but I'm optimistic in my ability to figure things out. Rarely do I go into a situation expecting the absolute best because I always like to have my expectations and my emotions tempered. So I began to tell her about Shannon. We moved up here in October of, you know, the prior year. We were together. Things shifted. She still lives there and everything else, you know. So naturally she was taken aback by all of this new information. She didn't particularly seem upset or angry. This was probably one of the times where I couldn't read her at all. She kind of just sat in silence for a little bit. And I think she asked me and I say think, but I'm almost certain that she did because of the kind of person that I knew her to be. She says, are you with her? Now, this is a very important part in the story because in my head, I knew again, nothing had been explicitly stated. However, I knew the shift that existed and how we were at this point in time. In my head, I think there was the understanding that she'll get it eventually that we're not together and I shouldn't have to say anything like, look at how we are, right? You know, we're 
just going to ride the situation out. You benefit by me being here. I benefit by you being here talking about Shannon at this point. You know, like it's it is what it is. And we won't have to say anything. So to this question, I said also in my head thinking, even if she doesn't get it, if push came to shove, as much as I didn't want to go into that space where I would have to say anything, then I would. And naturally, again, this is a lot for Tasha to take in. So she very calmly says, I need to think about this. Can I call you back? And I say, yeah, I understand. And she hangs up the phone. So I go back and I'm just sitting there. I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel. All I know is I at least thought I was doing the right thing at that time in telling her about Shannon. Was I 100% unequivocally transparent and honest? No, I wasn't. There's no way to beat around that bush. Did I feel like I could manage the situation? Yeah, I did. Confrontation is not something that bothers me in general, but at that point in time, when it came to having to just show that the interest isn't there versus telling, that was going to be my my way of doing it, my way of showing it to where nothing needed to be said, right? So anyway, fast forward, maybe a few hours go by, a phone rings, it's Tasha. Hello? She says, hey. She goes on to ask a plethora of questions. What's y'all's story? How did y'all get here? What are the plans? Is she staying there? Is she moving? Are you moving? Like, what's, what's going to happen? And here's kind of where things get even more complicated. Because, again, naturally, because things had become more of a roommate situation, I didn't really have plans on moving. Shannon didn't have plans on moving. I hadn't planned on asking her to move. Frankly, I didn't have answers to really any of the questions that she asked that were related to Shannon and in our situation. So I did my best to answer them, you know, like, well, you know, I figure she will move eventually or, you know, I'll, I'll sell the house or like I just I named things that I felt were plausible. Tasha then asked for dates like, well, when, when will this happen and when will that happen? And again, I didn't have a plan. So everything was essentially equivalent to a brainstorm. Like, I don't I don't know. Again, I wasn't trying to do this. I wasn't planning to do this. So I don't know. But again, I just tried to answer them as, as best I could with, you know, future things that I would do to try to get to, you know, said dates that I were talking about. Tasha said, well, if all these things take place, I don't have an issue with it. She's moving out or you moving out or you're going to sell the house. But I was like, you know, well, this isn't tomorrow. This will take time. And so she she would say, how much time? And, and again, I didn't have answers to these things. But again, I I, I, I tried to, to do the best I could. And, and with future dates and what I did think was possible and what I didn't think was possible. So needless to say, this was very inconclusive, but... Tasha was willing to at least wait a little bit because she felt the same things I felt. I knew that I wanted her. She knew that she wanted me and it wasn't a lust thing. It wasn't a, yeah, this is, you know, for six months thing. I think that this was something that we knew could really go somewhere in the right situation. So that's what we tried to do. We tried to manage the situation and in managing the situation, there were good times, there were 
not so great times. But by not so great times, I don't mean arguing all the time. I don't mean hating each other. I don't mean, you know, any of that. So time continued. I would do my best to see her at least once a month, if not more. Again, keep in mind, we, we didn't live in the same area, so both had jobs and obligations. So we moved as best we could within the constraints of our lives. But one day she said, hey, I want to come see you. I was like, oh, come, come, come see me, me. She's like, yeah, when, when can I come see you? And I was like, uh, I will let you know. That wasn't a situation in which I would ever want to enter into with a woman who lives with me and a woman that I'm trying to be with in the same space. That is tender to a fire. But I did want her to come see the house and see me. And I had been to, you know, her place a few times. So I said, well, I'll, I'll choose a weekend. We will see what, see if we can make it happen. And through this time, things were were great our conversations we would talk while she was at work for maybe an hour or two once we were home we would talk for an hour or two there was not a time where we could have talked for an extended period where we didn't talk for an extended period long distance or not you don't want to talk to anybody that damn much like <laughs> but with with her and i our conversations weren't odd they weren't weird they weren't you know patchy where oh there would be some good conversation here then the other part of the conversation would kind of just be eh like it was always an amazing conversation with us talking about so many different things that we have different views on things of course not everyone has the exact same views on everything but we would talk for hours upon hours like if you would have looked at my cell phone bill they probably would have been like yo who the hell is this and why you call them so much right but that was just how much we we talked and I genuinely enjoyed hearing her voice every single day and hearing her voice every single day. There were tons of text messages, tons of calls. And one day Shannon had car trouble and I always have at least two cars. She had she had to get somewhere. And I said, oh, that, that's fine. Just take my car and I'll drive the other one. She says, OK, so day is normal. I go on to begin working and I hadn't heard from Shannon which was normal for the most part but even if she travels somewhere I like to know that she actually made it to where she was going and so I send her a text message it says hey did you make it to where you were headed and she says yes I made it did you ask Tasha if she made it safely to where she was going to Shannon knows something about Tasha and you will hear more about Shannon talking about Tasha on the next episode thank you guys for listening to the good men exist podcast I greatly appreciate it if you are enjoying season two definitely let me know about it DM me tweet me let me know if you're enjoying it you think somebody else would enjoy it as well definitely tell a friend tell a family member about it if you'd be so kind as to rate it on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate that as well as usual, I hope each and every one of you is doing well. And as always, be great people.